0: Okay, we are back for course number two. How's it going, Jordan?
1: Things are good, man. Things are very good. Things are busy, but they're—you know—coffee has been my uh, co-pilot in the last two weeks.
0: I think we have our first T-shirt. <laughs> coffee yeah. is my co-pilot. <laughs> I'd wear that proudly, my friend. That'd be awesome. Yeah, man. Well, we were—we were talking uh, first. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed uh, course number one we really had a great time doing it. And I think we had some really fun and interesting feedback already. So we, we are really encouraging you guys to give us as much feedback as you, as you can and help us, you know, put together these courses. And, and so Jordan and I were talking last week and I think we were kind of coming around with a few ideas and, and, uh, for this next one. And I think Jordan, you had mentioned like just this whole idea of like the freelance business on its own being this great topic. I'm so glad, uh, I mean, it's a monster, but let's let's dig into it. Right. I, I'm so glad you brought that up. I wasn't even thinking that at this point, but I, I'm so glad you did.
1: Yeah, because look, I think all designers sort of end up at this crossroad at some point, whether mm-hmm. they're currently at a full time studio or agency or they're just kind of out of design school. But like they'll come to this crossroad of like, is freelance something that I can do and. Is it right for me? And I think it's you know safe to say that there isn't simply a right or wrong route when deciding whether to do like a full time freelance or, you know, agency. Whatever you choose, like it's like most things we've discussed into this point, like it really boils down to, you know, your personal lifestyle, your process, mm-hmm. what's going to work for you. And where I also yeah. think it's like it's helpful to hear perspectives or maybe things that you might not have considered, right? Just to go over True. some baseline ideas for both, because I think all things can really boil down to the pros and cons list you know i do live my life that way and and uh so i and i think both of our perspectives are going to have a, a an interesting draw here because you you know have done really all that you went to the design you know school route you graduated you did the agency route yeah. you did the freelance you run a business so like and me you know i kind of dove in freelance without a lot of that And learned a lot of things the 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 wrong way, but it's so smart that
0: we're both bringing this perspective, including and we are working on some great guests to come on board to help on this one. And I think the more oh, there's some good ones. Yeah, the more perspectives that come through this, I think, could help young designers specifically start either making the decision. Look, it's it's it might not be right for you. It might be amazingly perfect for you, depending on whatever. But we just want to share. The good, the bad, the ugly, the things like Jordan just said that you might not have considered would be down the road of taking this thing. Because trust me, even the most seasoned agency person can go into this thing after 20 years of an experience and still go, what the hell am I doing here, right? And then someone (laughs) – and and on the flip side, someone young and – uh, without the the experience of an agency can can kill it immediately, and there's every yep. example in between. So yep. don't let any one person tell you it's right or wrong for you. I think it's good for you to do the research and figure it out. And we're going to do our best to kind of paint the the most true picture for you of what this kind of um, this situation is. And and to, and to kick it off, I think this is really interesting. This is this has changed so much in just the last few years, but I think. Freelance as a whole has be, has be, has been given this whole new look of like reputable mm. work. It's no longer uh, you know you being forced to do freelance because you are out of job or got laid off or something. This is it has a whole new perspective and it's looked upon, I think a lot higher uh, in our world thanks to so many good examples of people out there doing this and turning them into actual small businesses and that become agencies and big agencies. From, yeah, from one or two people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Hundred percent. So, what would you say when it comes to this? Is all in the U.S. Um, yes. The percentage <laughs> of professional freelancers who chose to be freelancers didn't didn't do it uh, on a like oh I lost my job and I got to go into it but chose it on their own merit. What would you say the percentage I, is? I would say that number maybe
1: ten years ago was probably less than half of what it is now and i guess i don't really know the number now but if i had to guess statistically you're, from yeah. the community around me mm-hmm. what i see i like i would say like over 70 percent, 75 yeah at least tackle freelance at some point yeah
0: yeah it's but, it's 86 percent at this point <laughs> that's amazing that's insane because yeah. i think there's so many good examples of it out there and i think there's also every younger generation i think Wants to work for themselves. I know my students have that drive that they just want Mm. to start something the minute they're out of school, and it's so neat to feel that everyone's got that initiative behind them, right? To do it, yeah. But, um, let's not say all these succeed, but it's good to know that 86% of professional freelancers out there chose it rather than saying, like, oh, damn it, I lost my job, uh, I'm out of a job, uh, I'm doing this on top of my job. Like, how many that's a good right how many people sure, do we yeah. know that are that are still doing that and i think we'll talk in that number sorry in that number oh. is that is that full time
1: freelance or is yes. that like
0: full time really yes yeah okay which wow. is great Hell so yeah. that that's that's yeah. the the bulk i mean if anything right um sure which is, is so yeah. good to hear next one there, mm-hmm. this is and this is kind of shattering the old myths again of what freelancing is and that is that a six-figure income is completely realistic in this world, whereas a lot of people probably in the past didn't feel that that was quite something you could achieve. Um, And Mm -hmm. almost 20% of freelancers right now in the U.S. are earning over $100,000. So I don't want want this to be that thing that's like, don't think you're going to, Turn freelancer tomorrow and that's your instant <laughs> salary. There is a load of work to do to get to yeah, that man. to get to that level. Right. Yeah. And you gotta remember, and we'll get into all this in some other episodes as far as the qualifications and the the you know the things you need to do before getting into freelance and and that's super important. But this is just really good positive news to know that people out there because we'll talk about this. This is there's a certain amount of um, control being a very big pro in the the freelance world. Right. And that control means yes. not only can you control who and what you do, but it can, you could control your income. You really can. If you, if yeah. you, if I, I, and I know I only say this with Jordan because I know how hard this guy works too as well. And you, you ground the, the, the payment for this stuff. This isn't like, you're not sitting there going to bed at eight, nine o'clock at night going, ha, the money's <laughs> rolling in while I sleep. You work, your, yeah. you work your tail off of that. So it's like, that's really important. Right. Yes, and then yeah, the, the last one is in, is just a super positive as one. How much of the U.S. workforce right now do you think is actually considered freelance? Oh man,
1: so it, freelance like contractors, freelance. I mean, yeah, little, and it's
0: I, there's a lot of levels there. It's not just designers. <coughs> don't don't. This is this is freelance <laughs> uh, in general.
1: Yes, the guess of someone completely outside of his rate of understanding, probably I would I would guess under fifty. I would assume. You're, you're good. I mean, for the you're entire
0: good. workforce, thirty five percent. Which Okay. Is okay. The okay. Largest it has ever been. I think it has doubled in yeah. the last five to ten yeah. years, and that's yeah. again because of so many other things. And look at all the tools out there: podcasts and Skill Shares, and all these things sure. to help sharpen. And there are these great educational things available for you to learn. Like, and plus all these great examples out there. Like, I didn't yep. do it until I was able to pop online and see so many great examples of the people that I first connected with years ago and went my god they're doing they're killing it this is this is awesome right well we live in sort of a, an age where everyone has a
1: personal brand mm-hmm. even if like you're not a business right yep. like social media has created this culture where we all have a personal brand and we speak to our target persona and like we do these things naturally so to me it makes sense that so many designers and even people outside of that realm go to a freelance cuz they kind of have this built-in understanding. Yes. Though it's limiting uh of what a brand is and how to really go about it and, and take control cuz you're already kind of doing that yourself. You're you're in full control. Yeah. But I think though, you know, with it growing, we'll probably see more and more cases of people, you know, not making it work or things shutting down just because with that, you have to have business. Yes. Side. Like you have to have a business understanding. And if you don't, like like the identity and the brand stuff is great but if you can't carry that through like that's that's the longevity is the business side of things
0: yeah yeah and and what you do with it like it's this is yeah. there's no auto cruise control in this in sure. this industry and with every every win and with every positive thing to happen to your company you've got to be ready and understanding what's the next one going to happen right like this wheel yeah. does not move on its own and uh, you could take your eye off it very quickly and again that's just one of those little pitfalls and risks of it but Let's get into our pros and cons.
1: Okay, so let, we're, we're talking freelance design.
0: Yes. Let's. Um, is there anything else we need to say here? Like, so this is like, this is basically now that we have been in this zone, right? And we've been doing it. And I think you have a very good understanding too of even the full, fully employed world as well. Sure. You know, yeah. um, we want to just. Make sure you're thinking of all of these things and the pros are great. The cons are just as good to know. And and some of them, Jordan and I were even saying, like, work in both sides. One of these oh, pros yeah. can, be a, can be a con for somebody else and vice versa.
1: Yeah, I think the most important thing, again, is, like, these aren't a set of rules for you to mm-hmm. follow. This is, like, a set of perspectives <laughs> and to see if these things will check for you. Yeah. Like, because, you know, even you and I, we're like different people. Things are going to work for me that won't work for you. Exactly. Five, and it, that goes like through everyone. Yeah. So but there are some good things to understand, especially starting out because, man, there are so many things that I did not consider. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, and so it's just good to talk about. Yeah. Again, there isn't a right path, but uh, there certainly is a fun discussion that we can have.
0: Where do you want to start? You want to start with a pro? <laughs> you want to start with a positive? I think, you know, before, like,
1: let's just boil it down to, I think, I was thinking about this a lot, like, the broadest sense of the question of preference here between freelance and agency. And to me, it is really, like, flexibility versus stability. And I think that's kind of, like, at least when I was thinking about it, like, that was where my decision sort of swayed from. Yes. So my first pro for freelance was full control. Like, I am the one... Yes. Who really determines the success, right? Yeah. Um, I'm steering the ship like I am not at the mercy of someone else. And, you know, I'm the CEO, the CFO, the sales manager, the marketing manager, the secretary, everything I'm doing. Social and, media. And that resonated with <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, yep. I find that stuff, I mean, attractive. I like the business side of design I've always had. And that's, I think graphic design is business. It's half business. Like you have to sell your designs to your client. Yeah, you like all these things I found really captivating. Um, And so first pro for me is is, is total control of
0: what I'm doing. And I think it's smart to call it control because like if you were to call it freedom, this freedom thing, that's like, oh, that's my – that's me calling the – show. I think of timing and I think of my schedule when I hear of freedom. But when you say it the way you did, I think control to me is truly that. It is your hands on the steering wheel. Like, I don't care how high up you get in an agency. If it it doesn't matter. In fact, I I ran that course and I got to that part, and it was like you're like, wow, I'm still (laughs) not in charge. There's still board of directors. There's still uh, shareholders. There's still. it, It doesn't matter where you go, and there's always that. Oh my gosh! It's like if it was my way, I would do it like this, you know. And I would—that's the control stuff. And I think it's really smart to think about the things that you get to make this your blueprint, the way you want it to be. Obviously, the goal is to make it profitable. The goal is to make a living out of this. I love when when I hear people say, "I make a living off of freelance or being a freelancer." That tells me they're thinking of like this whole idea. That it's very like we're doing this to live we're not doing this to like you know uh, not survive right it's like this isn't a joke you're doing this for a living so controls to me i think is by far one of the hugest pros when it comes to the what we get to do
1: sure And, and and but within that like we can also maybe that is a con for someone like someone who doesn't feel comfortable selling right like, exactly that is, that is you that is such a big part of this mm-hmm. or someone who really like i don't want to hassle with landing client like when you are in full control that means like okay well it this isn't you're not doing all the it's the non-creative stuff like, yeah you're starting your own business are you prepared for that yes and it's a serious undertaking that requires like a full grasp of running a small business you yes. need to understand your numbers and your baseline your yearly and monthly budgets like you need to create a business strategy plan like all those things come with it if you're going to actually succeed in this. And so if that doesn't sound like it's going to connect with you, you, you you know, that's something you just like, I just want to make designs. Like I want to make successful designs and work with an environment that I thrive in. And like, so maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you will be down the road, but like, mm-hmm. you know, that's something you really have to consider. Perfect. Like, perfect. Yes, there's scenario control there. and freedom in that. Yeah. But yeah.
0: And to say that it could come <laughs> later, right? You might be at a point sure where can, yeah. you're young enough where you you don't care about control. You don't care about content. You just want to be doing amazing work, getting it out there, getting yeah. paid, getting your insurance covered, all that other stuff. But one day you might just say after years of doing this, it's time, right? And yeah. it's time to yeah. do that. So like, I just always say like the control part to me is the ability to also say that, like, wow, if something does fail, I'm going to, I'll, I will blame myself first because i so one of the one of the reality checks of pros is that you better be good with knowing that sometimes you're going to point the finger at yourself yeah right you (laughs) you you made the mistake and i i don't care how bad a client's decision was or how wrong they were in timing or paying or whatever i still could have done something to avoid it so i always try to keep that in the back of my mind because that's that's control too right like it really is. I drop yeah, it, it's the ball. Being on self-aware control. to that point. If you drop sure. the ball in control, you're it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna fall. Yes, you know it's a
1: risk reward, right? Like, exactly. I think there is more risk, right? You're taking the risk financially and, and yes, independently. But if you do well, like then you get more reward back, and that's sort of the drive for me for freelance. Gotcha. That's where the control comes in. Yeah. But at the same time, like yeah, if you it's not working, maybe you're not putting everything into it. Things are falling flat. Like it's gonna hurt you more than it would if you weren't in that position so, exactly
0: exactly yeah and this leads this leads really good into my first one because my first one was really is is the freedom part the freedom yes. is my is the pro that i can look at and say for many many years in doing uh the nine to fiver which was really a seven to seven it was ne- yes. <laughs> and it was time in the car and it was travel <laughs> and it was always pitching and doing all this great stuff and as much as i loved it and everything it was great the one thing i did not have was it was like you're a slave to this you i did not have yes. the freedom for any opportunity to come my way and in i think people even just stopped offering me things because they know the answer was going to be no right yeah, and yeah. and so i didn't even realize how much of a positive and what this this thing was missing when I was in my corporate world, because as soon as I did switch over and said, I'm doing this and I'm going to, I'm giving this my hundred percent, I think that was the last time I ever signed on really and posted anything on Facebook. Cause I just wanted friends and family to know mm-hmm. and LinkedIn to know whenever all of a sudden, not only did the work and the, 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 the cool stuff to work on come my way, but the freedom to say yes to opportunities, like, you know, like the first podcast and on the deeply graphic sc- teaching teaching like holy crap i would have never ever thought i'd be able to squeeze that into uh your day or your work life balance if it wasn't for the fact that i have this freedom now to to throttle up throttle back say i can work later at night two days a week because of this class or for whatever opportunity comes your way so this freedom thing i think it it It's a tough one. It has a disclaimer on it because it's not so much, Mm. oh, hell, hell yeah, everyone's going to the beach today. Turn off my computer and go to the beach. That's not the freedom I I want anybody (laughs) to think about. Now, of course, if you plan ahead and you you have the freedom of building your schedule for those random Tuesdays when you want to do something really cool and you you know, I think my brain's still triggered that you don't do that kind of stuff on a Tuesday because, <laughs> yeah, like, sure. you know, that's that's how you're born and raised to think, right? Um, mm-hmm. But I just think there is there is a certain amount that this could be dangerous that you yes. don't want it to go above and beyond that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. to me, that's, that's one of the biggest things is just the freedom, and it goes in everything, right? It's the freedom to pick and choose who and what you want to work with. It's the freedom yes. to say when you're going to work with. It's the freedom yes. of saying... Heck yeah, Jordan, let's start a podcast. You see, you know what I mean? It's like that's yeah. what I love.
1: I, I yeah, man, I, I think that hits it perfectly. And that, that's a big draw, I think, for a lot of people, also, especially this day and age. But like, even to boil down to like the choose your hours was really uh attractive to me. Yeah. Um and my schedule, you know, I like the ability to be flexible and I like to have that control again. And also, like, look, you as a designer. Uh, you know when you're most productive. Maybe that's not 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. You know what I mean? Yes. Like You need to capitalize on when that works best for you. Everyone yeah. has a process, and so you have to cater to it. I think there are habits that you can get into help productivity, but in terms of just like when you clock in and out, like that different – that there's a difference between each person. Um, and, and also like, I like not feeling guilty, like walking away for that fifth break and go and have that, you know, 10th cup of coffee and like taking a walk around the block or like going to the grocery store to clear my head. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like having that ability and that works for me. Like I, I can't just sit at, you know, I know. not to say agency life, you're just in a cubicle cause I don't think that's. No. The and that's, and it, that's
0: changing too. Big time. It yeah. sure is. They, yeah. they know that. But I just balance. mean like.
1: Figuring it mm-hmm. out, having that freedom, lets you figure out what works best for your productivity. Yep, and then capitalizing on that, yeah, and delivering stuff better. Um, so I, I think you that that's excellent. I think you touched on um, um, <laughs> I think you touched on the commute part, which for me is great. Like, and maybe it's not the commute, but also just working from home. Like, that's a component that people like, right? Because you, know, you can save a lot of money. Yep, like, but at the same time, and this is speaking for me personally, like I, I do a lot of work from home. Yeah, like, there is a luxury in that. know i don't have to pay for gas there's usually peace and quiet you know Mm -hmm. um but at that same time it's important to understand for me at least like to keep a balance i'm not the kind of person that can like slump out of bed and come to my desk in my pjs and just start working yeah it it, it doesn't work like that for me so for me i've had to build that morning routine you know get up out of shower get dressed drink all the coffee you know listen to a quick news podcast and like maybe take a morning walk and like exactly i need to become a person (laughs) before i start to focus and i think you know in order to be at least for me the most productive i have to maintain a professional space yep and if you do decide to use your home office like there's things to consider because ultimately if you're using that room not for that office but for everything like you need to put your brain into like okay i'm walking into this space and i know i need to work yeah and that there's i mean. I, I just want to switch into that mindset as soon as I walk in there. Otherwise, I'm going to get too comfortable. I'm yes. going to get, you know, my productivity is going to lack because if I'm just working in, you know, my living room on my laptop watching Netflix, like that's not going to, Yeah. I just don't feel like that's going to last. Maybe it is just me, but for me, it's like, if I put my brain like, okay, when I enter my bedroom on my bed, I know it's time to sleep because that's what I do there. Yep. So my office, like I, I keep it strictly an office, you know?
0: Yep. And you, that's a that's a struggle that, um is consistent is like you gotta do it from day one. I think that was the first advice I got from someone, and I asked them mm. where I came from, all of our sales reps were basically strategically located all over the country, so they worked in their homes and they yeah. weren't in our home office in l a so I would even ask them i'm like what do you what do you suggest what are you what are your 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 tips when it comes to now the fact that be working from home and they're like exactly what you said, set up your routine, have a designated area that is truly for that. Think of it as just as structured as it would be that you're getting up for bed for the place because no one's, no one's sitting there going, uh, Jordan, you're, you're, you're three minutes late at your (laughs) desk in the morning. Right. (laughs) And so like you want to pretend as if people are counting on you and, 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 well, they are obviously your clients are, but to, to keep that schedule Moving and going is yeah. something, you know. And a lot of people aren't built for that. I, I think I discovered that I was pretty good and diligent, you know, until like a few friends drive by and they're like golf clubs, and they're like, "Let's go!" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, damn! I could I could go play golf right now. Like this is nuts. Yeah. I love that." <laughs> and then you get the, this email of something you forgot while you're playing, and forget it. You're like, "I'll never do that again." It's this is my Dude. business, and it's yeah. your, and it's your yeah. reputation. And again, yep. all these things. Play. I think it's smart to think how much all of this gets connected to your uh, your your reputation and your referrals down the road that if you mm-hmm. are not that person that, that can be found a- in the middle of the day or able to talk and get on the phone. And I know like you do the same with your clients. You're in and out. And it's like if someone needs something, boom, I'm right there too. Like let's talk about yeah. it. Let's help. The minute you stop that, then you're not the valued freelance design branding person that yeah. you want to be.
1: And you're competing against people that do that, right? Oh, yeah. Like, especially, like, agencies. Like, they're, they are they a business. Yes. That's attractive to a lot of clients because I think what you're saying is, like, they're readily available during the times they need to be. Yes. And if you're a freelancer and, like, you're not. Yes. And you are, like, too flexible to the point where, like, your clients can't reach you or you're missing, like, you know, those, like, interests of clients looking for work. Like, that's something where having a schedule... And also, just a process,
0: you're going to need to adapt to that a little exactly, bit. Exactly. Exactly. And we'll talk a lot about more about, I think, our tips and tricks on what we do later. Yeah. But I think it's smart to just, you know, <laughs> hash this stuff out because it's so <laughs> smart. I wish people, I wish I knew more a little bit about it. I think I could have probably made a much smoother transition into it, you know? Yeah. But uh, again, it's this whole idea of like that control and, and that freedom is all up to you, man. You can't let it go wild, you know? Yeah. 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 hundred percent. What? Okay. What's your, um, what's your next pro? I'm curious.
1: Uh, a big one for me is I I think you can just charge more. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. and, and, and that's people like, why? And it's not because like you're doing freelance. That's not, it's because like, you know, you're not a salary employee with a regular paycheck. And so it sort of goes without saying that, Higher prices are necessary to pay your bills. Yes. And in relation to that, like there's no salary cap or anything. And so, but it makes sense because uh you're not just a designer, like you are a small business. And it's just like you know, if you're working at an agency, like that agency isn't charging the client what they're paying you to design their logo. Exactly. Right? The agency is a business and they got to pay the electric bills, and they're doing more than just designing a logo. And their so,
0: overhead is beyond yeah. considered what you yeah. what we have as smaller.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and so taking that into account, like, yes, you can charge more, but you do have more expenses. And yeah, so it, it, it does balance out. But I think there stands that you can you can make a little more. You can raise your rates when you need to. You're not, you know, at the sort of mercy of someone else's decisions in that regard. Yeah. So that was a big one for me. Um, yeah,
0: I, I totally agree. And I think also, too, again, it goes back to control. It's it's another mm. you have your hand on that lever that says, do I want to make more? Do I want to make less? Do I care? Am I just yeah. fine? Whatever it is, um, yeah. I always laugh too. Like when I hear people talk about like I just saw something on the news or something, and they were like, "Best ways to ask your boss for a raise," and you know, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm just, <laughs> I was laughing because it's like, isn't it interesting to think like at any given time, one of the benefits, yeah. one of the pros, and and this money umbrella falls obviously in both pros and cons. There's so many great things I think we're going to say in the con section when it comes to money yeah. too. But Oh yeah. Man, immediately if you are if you are not making enough in this business, you can find a way to make that change immediately. It's not like Asking your boss, and then your boss asking your boss's boss, and then trying to find the budget <laughs> to give you that what, and what's it going to be five, six percent at the max without a promotion? That's all. Yeah. It, it and and you've worked all that extra time and energy for it. Whereas here, if you put your mind to it, you can say, "Well, I I have to have two more clients by the end of this month." That's yes. if you're in those kind of zones. You can make that happen. Do I have to charge more? I can do that now. And as long as you give mm-hmm. the rationale why, and you're not just plugging in different numbers, your value and your demand goes up each time. Yeah. So does your so does your rate. So again, having mm-hmm. that, having the control to take to basically say the money, it's more. I mean, like it's it's I, also too. I think this this is a great conversation too because you've heard of the whole idea yeah. of like what was the book I read and it was talking about. A person's wealth, right? And and wealth okay. is not any considered anymore just dollars in the bank. Wealth yeah. is, okay, you could, you could be a CEO making $8 million a year. You never see your family. You never see your friends. You never take a vacation. You're stressed out. The four homes you own, property taxes do that. You know, all that stuff, right? <laughs> that person is not – that's not a wealthy, happy person. Whereas a sure. person that could be making – 80 grand a month, uh, 80 grand a year, you know, living modestly, has a able to take the vacation, able to balance yep. work and life. Right. Yeah. That uh, enjoy those things on a daily basis, not the week vacation that like, we got to think differently. And I, and I, yes. I, so to me, I think there's this idea that, that yes, we can, we're already in control with this and everything like that. But also too, what you also have to do is look at it and go, gosh, you know, I could be more in control of even how, what, what wealth means to me. It's not all about just yeah. making, trying to strive for that 200 grand a month, a uh, 200 grand a year thing, you know?
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, and a, a con of this in the freelance is like, I think it's easy to slip into that. Yes. Meaning like, oh, yeah. I think like work, you know, scope creep, or not scope creep, but just the, the creep of work. And like, you just, you, you're pushing so hard because it's, it is really stressful. Like, look, like again, you know, being in total control means that you can totally fail. Yeah. And so yeah. I think it's very, and I myself, it's only been kind of recently that I've been making a note to like try to push myself out of that, you know? Yes. Um, so I can make time for the loved ones and the friends and, and, and just things I want to do that exactly isn't just design. Exactly. Um, but it's super easy to slip into just nonstop. All I do is work. I'm taking on too much work. Yep. And I, I still battle with that. Like I was just telling you earlier, like I'm battling with, I took too much. Yep. And- but I'm at a point now where I can recognize that. And so um, I'm just just being more aware, because that is certainly something where, yes, there is more money to be had. But with that becomes like a little bit more issues that, you know, of just maintaining a truly wealthy lifestyle. Yes, exactly. It's not money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's so true, man. And, and it's smart to think that way. It's smart to not shoot for the goal of like only money, money, money and dollar signs and numbers. Whereas it's like, if you could achieve, I know some people that just have achieved the perfect Zen of freelance world and love it. And Mm -hmm. they're so content and they're so happy and they're never stressed. And they're not the ones that events, you know, just ragging on how hard life is. And like, and and I'm like, gosh, there's so much more to the world. You know, it's like, uh, and they always seem so successful, yeah, you know, yeah. despite
1: like, and like you've all figured
0: out. I know <laughs> we're going to, and we promised to find a few of those people and bring them on here. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <laughs> one, one of the best I'd say, I have to say my, my last little pro here, uh, is really like just the variety of work and the focus of it, the focus, like, even yes. though it's quite focused. And, and let me say, I, I know designers who have worked full-time gigs that mm-hmm. I'm talking, you are a, you are a cog in the wheel, right? It's like that thing, that same piece comes to you, you do your little thing on it and it moves to the person to your right, you know, and it's, yeah, yeah. And, now, and you could be making great money. It could be f- super secure. You could be making great benefits, but your creative mind is not, is not being challenged in any way. So sure. that's, that's the worst extreme. I had a great extreme. Yes. My, m- we went from one freaking entertainment property to the next, right? We were just like, we were here the next two month later, we were here. So my variety was pretty yeah. good, but where it wasn't a variety was just the-, the process of it. And the like pitch, 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 win. And then pitch, 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 lose. And then it was, <laughs> it was like kind of this cycle that, I think a lot of people can kind of understand when it comes to their full-time gig. And mm-hmm. moving to the freelance world and trying to start my own thing, and I'm still quite a good variety of stuff, even though I like to try to pinpoint it. But what's nice is no two jobs are ever, ever, ever the same, right? I think Absolutely. you can probably attest to that as well. It's it's kind of a nice idea to have this variety it keeps you stimulated i love when and i think you've probably done this a lot with on the video and the photography side like when we talked, that if uh, opportunity comes to you it's like jordan can you do this and you might know you you've never done it in the past but you're you yeah. damn well can try and you know someone yeah. who probably does so say yes to that opportunity even yeah. and grow the variety even more you know yeah man absolutely that is
1: a that is a big one especially mm-hmm. for me because i I think, and even on, uh, we touched on this on the first time we spoke on your podcast. Yes. Um, Yes. Uh, uh, But I I have a habit of, I just, I have a lot of creative outlets and it's hard for me to focus on one thing. And like, for example, you know, we're talking diversity of work and, and you know, different clients and being able to choose that. You know, I love branding a client. I think that's typically what I do the most. And I think I can do that, you know, well. Mm -hmm. But I also really, really love shooting photography, whether it's products, lifestyle, brand, whatever it is, and also videography. And so those are other services that now I can incorporate into my freelance work. You know, some days I'm designing a logo and the next week maybe I'm on location at a brewery shooting a promo video or taking photos of beer and food or whatever it is. I personally do well when I can harbor outlets for those creative interests. And then also I can position myself as sort of that one-stop shop. to obtain greater increase of work from that single client and so having that ability is it it, i think can be really rewarding if if that's something that seemingly would work for you and and you have those other outlets yeah and that's also beyond like you know yes what you touched on like even if i'm doing branding or design or whatever like yeah it it is nice because you get a broad spectrum spectrum yes um But if you have other creative outlets like that, like that is also a plus that you can really exercise well and then also make your business more valuable.
0: Yes. Yes. And I love that, like, I think for young designers to start considering the fact that their books, their portfolios at the stage of their life should really have that variety already there, right? Like, I I think it's smart to think because it's like, you never know what you're going to be doing if it's a freelance gig or a a full-time gig what, what things are in your wheelhouse and what you can do to stretch and be different and be to learn and obviously sharpen your skills at a little bit. So like, it's a good thing to even consider that even if freelance is like, let's not even say an issue and you're not even thinking of that and you've landed a pretty good job and you're there. Yeah. It's, it's smart to think this way too, just overall. It's like, are you getting enough of this in your work right now? Can you ask for more, uh, to your rep, your supervisor or to your boss? You know, there are ways to do this on both sides. Let's let's be honest, right? Like, and mm-hmm. I think it's smart. Oh, to, it's smart to think that way because I think if, again, if you are a jack of two or three trades in a company that you were hired just to do a, um, your value has skyrocketed as well, and then yeah. that raise now is become comes a promotion. So like, there's really good tips here, I think, to use on both sides of this situation wherever you're employed. It's all about weighing,
1: mm-hmm. right? Like, it's all about looking at these and. and like what might be a pro again, what might be a pro for me? Yeah. That might be a con for someone else. Yeah. Obviously that makes sense. So like, again, these are just perspectives, uh, and and figuring out, does this sound good to me? Like if not, then okay, that, that, you know, that's something to consider. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm curious to think, I'm curious as, uh, sort of, we talked a lot about pros of freelance, but some cons we've hit some too, but maybe your biggest con with freelancing.
0: Ooh, you got me on the spot there. Um, (laughs) <laughs> god um interesting look i'll, I'll be i'll, I'll just be, say mine I'll, right now it, I, yeah and I, I think we're gonna be pretty close
1: yeah there I'm, is a lot yeah. but mine is very simple and it, maybe it's not the biggest con in the grand scheme <laughs> of things but at least my hatred is, is collecting money yes it's a, a just a hassle <laughs> like you know and, and some clients can be pretty difficult and they don't always pay on time or worse like they don't pay at all which that can happen, yeah. Uh, yeah. And there are situations you need to be prepared to handle that, but it, it's never like rarely is it easy. I've had few clients that just make it effortless, uh, and that is a part of freelance that like I didn't realize was at least in my you know experience was a a big hassle. Like you have to. That is part of the the gig. I know. <laughs> one I that know. I just do not
0: like doing. It's probably in. It's that's part of my number one. I think my number one is just. <laughs> Overall, it's just the the finance side of running yeah. of running your gig, and there's ups and downs. There's definitely ups True, and downs yeah. in it. And I had great exposure to budgets, salaries, keeping people happy, hiring, firing. So to me, I thought I was gonna come into this and be like slam dunk. You know, no <laughs> one's ever gonna be a late payment with me. Are you kidding me? Like, sure, <laughs> man. Yeah, was I? I was so naive because it's it's gonna, it happens to all of them. It happens to everybody. Trust me. I'm yeah. sure our listeners, if you've listened to other podcasts and listened to a few other designers out there, everyone's dealing with this. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, At every level. It's so crazy. So On the bigger scale, I think what it does is I get a little unnecessary uh, anxiety with it when it, when it all happens. Let's say, let's say everything's running smoothly and everyone's paid yeah. on time and it's this great cycle of two or three months. Oh, this, this topic out the door you're not even worried about it right because life is fine but the minute one happens and then there's a second client piggybacks off of it too and you're like oh my god i have three that are now late and then this one's you're like you're two weeks late like if i was two weeks late with the artwork are you kidding you know like so yeah then it that's the that's what's keeps, gets me re- restless and yes. could be a, a very big snowball effect in my own mind when it comes to that. So yeah, my list to, of to do and to change and the goals I am putting in front of me now are really the back ends, the back of house stuff. It's making sure, I think we've even talked about this, like changing the contract up completely. And mm-hmm. there is more emphasis on that. I don't care if that client says to me, oh, we pay on time all the time. I'm sorry. You're still going to get the same. <laughs> the same message that everybody else does right <laughs> and so i'm just trying my best to like i said earlier i could i could point the figure at myself why is this happening yep. maybe i wasn't yep. too stringent maybe i wasn't too clear whatever it is so i'm yeah i'm 100 with you on that i think that just in general is one of the biggest cons because whew, I, I'm. my goal is to turn it into the yeah, pro i want to put it on that pro column <laughs> That's my goal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: absolutely. It all kind of boils down with freelance. Like, mm-hmm. You have to be able to point the finger at yourself first. And in that situation, like maybe it's just, you know, and I, I, this happened way more when I first started. And that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up. Because when I first started, it was happening like 80% of my projects. Yeah. Because all these small businesses, they've never work Like when you're at that size and scale, you're working with other people. Usually around that size and scale. And yeah. So there's not a lot of like, no one's really taking control. Yes. Um, And so... It's just something to consider. At least starting out, like, yeah, maybe you just do, you don't take snail mail checks. Like, I'd prefer to get paid online via whatever, or exactly. Or however it works. Like, you start, and then maybe you put it into your contract, and then later on down the road, yeah, those are the kind of clients. Like that determines whether or not you want the job. Yes, so it's something to consider. Um,
0: and young, also, young designers really gotta we gotta emphasize that to them because they get yeah. taken advantage of so fast Dude, with people.
1: I got, I, it's so bad, like. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, I, there's been a couple of times where, yeah, I just did all this work. I didn't think about it, sent it out, didn't get paid, Got didn't get paid up front and then they just didn't pay. Yeah. Right? And like, I don't have the finances to do anything about it. You can't. No. They, even if you have a contract, it's very expensive to push on that and, and
0: make it right. And so. And God forbid they're in another yeah. state or something. Cause that makes a, That's like oh. a whole other issue.
1: No, a hundred percent. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. Like I couldn't knock on their door. No. Like, well, I'm not going to. Same here. So, uh, these are just things that, yeah, that, uh, the hassle still comes with you at every level, but when you're first starting out, like there's just a lot of avenues of you getting burned, and so it's good to be aware exactly um, and in freelance, those avenues are just like paved thoroughfare, <laughs> like
0: they're just pretty, they're <laughs> so just on and yeah off exit. so and hopefully too you've you've if you're young enough and you're thinking of this, you have had a time where a consistent paycheck has come in through maybe a part time job or something. and mm-hmm. just always remember like that that is such a positive on that side of the the world that that happens. Yes right? There's laws yeah. to, that they have to be, you know, there's a lot of laws protecting you as an employee. But the minute you go yeah. on this side, oh, no one's your friend. You got to search every topic <laughs> in some deep, dark blog somewhere with a little nugget of, you know, advice. It's sure, it's, it's, yeah. it's really hard. And so just be prepared yeah. for that because that's the big thing. I think that's still, you know, I would think a lot of young young designers getting into it, think anybody five, six years into it, is probably not dealing with this anymore, and it's a big issue.
1: Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it, all these things that you might oh agencies start, are, like another agencies
0: are are are, ju- <laughs> are hitting this just as bad. I know agencies sure, that man. haven't been paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for yeah. work three or four years ago, and you're like, and it's the same. People
1: are like, why don't they just like either just, like a claims lawsuit or whatever? Yeah. It's like, it still costs money to get your money back, and if you're a big agency for a big client, ultimately it's just going to cost more money because yep. they're bigger. Like. So it is, that's why like taking the steps, being prepared, understanding is, is kind of the only, the best way to combat that. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: What's your next, uh, what's your next, Oh, did you have something else? Go for it.
1: Oh yeah, sure. Uh, just the next, uh, and these are cons, but maybe they're more like difficulties. (laughs) Uh, I think a big one is like, you know,
0: disadvantages uh, design is not,
1: (laughs) it's not recession proof and there is no guaranteed work. And I think freelancers, again, they probably get paid, I think at a higher rate than contract employees. But this is simply because, like, it costs more to work as a freelance. Um, So at the start, like, you you know, you need to... Well, I'm going to touch on maybe a few different things because my brain is going everywhere. But uh, I'm just thinking, like, when I first started out, like, uh, you need to be prepared for... Not stable work. You have to have that cushion. You know, you have to understand your your finances. You need to stay on top of things and ebbs and flows. Check? Your taxes. Yeah. You have to, you know, pay your own insurance because you don't get health insurance, 401 K, whatever from your employer. Uh, and so, like, you have to spend money marketing your services. You know, you have to. Uh, there's just there's dry periods to consider, and the way you go about that usually costs money. Yes, or at least having a back stock. Um And so. Just being prepared in that regard, like I think at agency work, like, again, if you're clocking in nine to five, there's more security in that, you know, stability, flexibility versus stability. Like, this is a part where, yet yeah, some, like, I might have a month where, you know, big things aren't coming in. It happens yep.
0: in our, you know, how
1: you handle that and are you prepared for that? Even as much as you try That's to a,
0: forecast, you know, um, yeah. those ups and downs and the, the green lights and the red lights of your client are yeah. kind of out of your control sometimes. As much as you can be proactive with it, it could be mm-hmm. tough, you know? Uh, I think you bring up a lot of great points when it comes to just understand, I know so many students who have gone into freelance and they're not, they didn't take their job and they're like, um, is healthcare really $500 a month? (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And "And are you saving, you know, that 25% of each thing and whatever? And have you even thought of a 401k? It's like, uh, knowing people that are, you know, well past an age, that they yes. are have put haven't put one penny into retirement on their own is a very scary thing. And yeah. I know that's it's harder to do when you're freelance because you are writing that check and going like here uh you know uh fidelity <laughs> right <laughs> just did it the other day. And it's like whereas in your checks, oh it's great when the money can be taken out and matched and put into a 401k and everything. So like just keep that in mind. Nothing's guaranteed when you retire except for really what you do on your own. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think that's stressed enough to a lot of young kids that like that is going to be, you got to start thinking of that right now. Because if you yeah. don't do it when you're young, it's like it doesn't have the time to mature and re- and evolve and become the what you're going to need at one point. So like that's a big topic I think that a lot of people don't talk about too. Um, but I think you're right. In general, this whole idea of like isn't it funny how control finances money all kind of (laughs) is really intertwined
1: like what does full control mean it's really just trying to break that down because in that there's so many pros and cons like yes and and each pros and cons again could be different for each person so it's really hard to just say like this works this is good this is bad yeah because it's all just muddy murky water and we're just trying to like here's some things to think about yeah Um, yeah you know uh uh i'm you know, I think we've touched on a lot of, of the pros and cons of freelance. I guess I'm, I'm curious. I've got another what, I'd like to touch on. You do? <laughs> oh, Hit yeah. Me. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think this is a silent killer, to be honest with yes. you, because it creeps up. A lot of people <laughs> don't even think about this because they think, oh, it's the best. It's just me and blah, blah, blah. Five months later, it's just you. And there's no one. Yeah. And there's a silo. And there's this like, oh my God, I need human contact to talk about this color or this freaking font. It's like, dude.
1: So I go stir crazy. Oh,
0: and let me tell you, I God, and I went from one extreme to the other. And it's so hard and it's so mm-hmm. difficult to kind of be like, so again, there's ways around it. I, I just think it's smart to say, guys, if you do this for a good par- portion of your day and your time, it's just going to be you. Now, Hopefully let's not forget a lot of people go into these things together at the very beginning starting a small business or whatever and they might do it with a few friends or colleagues or whatever and that's awesome that's great and yeah. but if you are doing it on your own just be prepared and there I got to admit there are a lot of great alternatives to get out of these funks and do whatever and that's where I discovered even just podcasts in the, the in the beginning they're like the water cooler kind of you know uh thing of freelance world right and independent <laughs> yeah. contractors or whatever you want to call it but also there's there's ways around it you know there's networking events there's taking that flexibility that was a pro right in your day yeah. and turning that mm-hmm. into a moment of where you can be s- go to a creative conference go to some meetups right dribble meetups any of these things we have some we have great, I'm lucky because it's LA, and there's and I think you probably have a lot of great stuff in your area in Portland too. Oh yeah, Portland, yeah. For sure. And if you don't have it, make it. You know, like find, yeah. Get some people. Look on Facebook, who's around you. Let's start a creative group. You know, yes. there's ways around it, but just be prepared. And and I think it's diligence. It's like, can you work on your own, and can you be that person that's cracks the whip? You know, you got to be that yes. person too. Like we were talking earlier about, like not slacking. It's all up to you. The responsibilities are on you. So in that time when it's just you, uh, like you said, turning on Netflix might sound like a great idea, but I I can't, I can't, (laughs) I can only work with, you know, just with music. I can't, it's too much at some point to kind of try to fill that void, you know? Yeah.
1: I I think I'm glad you touched on that because that is a big con, especially for me, like I'm a very social person and I go crazy just being cooped up in my home (laughs) office. Like my cat's even like this guy's like, so I'm always just like texting like, what are you doing? What do you think of this? I work well in that collaboration environment. I think that's a big pro for, if you're thinking the agency route, like that to me makes sense. Cause I don't know any, like I don't know any designers that don't seek feedback in some form, whether you're sharing stuff on Instagram or Behance or Dribble, like you want that. That's what you're craving. Yes. Uh, and so it just seems to me, and this is coming from someone who has little experience working in the agency, but enough to like understand, like having that sort of built-in focus group of colleagues, oh, you God, know, where yeah. it's not just public opinion. These are people that understand what you're doing and why you're doing it. That can be worth a lot. Like that is super valuable. Yep. Yep. And that's not to say, again, you can't have that as a freelancer. Like I do, I have my trusted sort of justice league of designer mode mm-hmm. that I'll reach out to and for feedback. But I just think that like agency, studio life, there's a real proponent of collaboration within that it's yeah. built around that. And if you certainly thrive in that environment, that teamwork environment, like that makes sense. That could be a very big pull because uh, yeah. I think there is certainly less, or at least it's a little bit more difficult to achieve that uh, level as a freelance. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I I've even done, <laughs> I've even done as far as to like how uh, I have a, a crew that we used to brainstorm together at our agency. And yeah. now we're all at different places. Some are freelance, some are not, but like, When we need to, we'll do just Skype freelance uh, uh, brainstorms. If one of us has, if one of us has a project and we're just dying for new ideas or something totally new, perspective and fresh, we'll we'll just hop on a Skype call and do a brainstorm like we're all together. So that's so cool. Even if it just gets your creative juices going a little bit, you know? Yeah. Or just to like
1: relate with someone, like oh you're Uh going through this shit too. Like thank God. Like let's (laughs) just bitch about it exactly. whatever it is like you just need to have yeah. it i just think it's at least for me and i assume a lot of other people it's good to have that, yep. that resource yep um yep
0: I, it's interesting i think all of our all of these kind of things are the we kind of more like the pillars of pros and cons and you can break them down obviously into so many yeah. other ones i think a few of them too were just the i think you you mentioned it the unscheduled downtime you know yeah, uh, yeah. How about unpaid vacations? Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> that was a luxury I will never forget. Plus the frequent flyer miles paid for the f- vacation. That's Dude, a thing uh, of the past, absolutely. right? Yep, Um. Yep. Also, too, the the surprise kind of like the ups and downs. And and I know we talked about like the surprise of a, of a lull, but the surprise of a freaking like, oh, my God, here's a huge opportunity and need something in oh, yeah. two days with an answer or whatever. Those yes. are – that's a – I look at that as a pro like that to me is like I love that kind of challenge when I could just say like, I got to find three or four people get them tomorrow yep get them and, and and say you know and like build this thing and like make everyone business cards whatever and show up at that meeting being yeah. like Long designs is the shit <laughs> you know <it's>
1: like, yeah. <laughs> right like oh yeah dude that's like straight going into battle like you oh, have I do I do really well under pressure I kind of love that yeah stuff it, it's stressful and the people around me are like he's going crazy but
0: in reality, yeah. I'm like,
1: I'm thriving right now. That is just I, in a very that terrifying a, way. Of thinking I think we both
0: kind of turned that into a pro because yeah. I think a lot of people I know, man, they're just, they're in their, they have a pace and there's a, yes. and they can't speed it up or slow it down. And it's like, if one of these things happens, they're just like so quick to be like, no, 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 no. I don't have time. It's like, well, just consider it for a second. <laughs> Cause it's like, uh, you, yeah. you can't, you, you know what I mean? Um, yep. Then you even have mentioned too that un- like the unscheduled downtime like wh- okay wh- what can I do H- how do I fill it now quickly mm-hmm. you know that's mm-hmm. that's another yeah what one. do you do in the gaps um, taxes are obviously dude you know
1: that's a big one man yeah. my first year I had no idea and then all of a sudden I'm like oh my god I'm broke you know what I mean like I didn't realize and I didn't do the I didn't have a budget yeah I was just like I'm making money and putting it right into my bank account yeah not like a business one so it's really hard to. I think we can touch on this a little bit later when we talk about like
0: setting yourself up, steps. right.
1: Yeah. But, but taxes is a big one. Yeah. And, and understanding your budget is huge and it's very difficult and you have to have it if you're going to do a, a successful, yeah, you know, long-term freelance career, if you're going to achieve that, like that is necessary. Yeah. That
0: and, is, and be yeah. ready for it. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> on the flip side too, one of the pros is just uh, the things you can write off. Like, I mean, that becomes another, oh, yeah. that becomes like a little, I think of it as oh, it's like dude, a game it's to me. So cool. Right? Yeah, like,
1: right really? It's I can do that. Studio. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I, I mean so so there's some it's like both sides, I think, in a certain way with those things. But um yes. I, gosh, I think that's kinda of, what what anything else you got? What do you
1: we're, we're going back and forth so much, which I think is important.
0: Uh, I because there's no defined probably... there's no defined yes or no pro and con. I think they, they live elsewhere, depending on the people. Yeah,
1: I, I agree. And, and yeah, and I think we've touched a good amount on the freelance. I am curious about a lot of your perspectives of the studio simply because, um, it's definitely a perspective that I don't have as much of. Yeah. Um, and, and we kind of talked about with that collaboration environment, and that's me looking in or working with, like I've been hired by agencies or worked with other people that were in. So I, I, uh, for me, I, I guess my, my, my first question to you is like yeah. your biggest pro for choosing that agency studio life. Oh God. Right? It's when just, you, when yeah. you first came out,
0: it's the setup it's the foundation it was it was everything yes um, yeah. wouldn't trade it for anything because it was the they had the experience the 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 stuff you can truly write I remember when I was putting together the last time I really had to put the resume together and I used this mm-hmm. um, copywriter person coach girl that I think we got to get on the show soon soon here she ah, she ah, that sounds amazing. retooled my message to, uh, what, a, a an employer, a client would want to hear now, like how yeah. to change the message and turn it into all its feature benefits. Right. It was like, don't just say I managed six people. You say, oh, well, I managed six people and brought productivity up 30% and increased sales. You got to put grit in there. Right. So when I, yes. when we, when we finished this and I had this, it almost, was like it was. There was almost a tear in my eye because you're like, wow, I got to. S- someone sh- told me in a whole other uh, vocabulary uh, what I had accomplished, what I had did, right? And yeah, that yeah. gave me the the such guts to just say, try this, try the freelance thing, try try doing it. I felt confident. I think it just gave me the confidence because you're you got you got to do everything that you wanted to do, and I really took full advantage of agency world you know by starting really at the lowest level working my way and to be honest with you throughout most of those years it was kind of it was five different companies but it was all through acquisitions and mergers and buyouts that I was able and then all of a sudden there was no one else there and Nick became the manager Nick became the director Nick became so it was like I was like damn this was the funnest it was it literally was a game show (laughs) it yeah. was like a freaking survivor it was like you know um and so the confidence thing the people dude just the network i have and and thankfully through social media and other stuff we can all stay connected over the years and where everybody else is now yes um yes. but to be able to call anyone for the advice the help the aid whatever yeah That's amazing. And then the, the, the companies that exposed me to, so like the fact that like, I'd say a good 50% of my current clients right now exist because of the connections I made and of the clients I had at the agency. So you're, even if it didn't work out and we pitched something and we didn't get a gig with them, you always had a, you instantly had a LinkedIn connection with the VP of something at this Mm -hmm. huge company. Guess what? I kept those things alive, and I always was like, "How's everything? Looks great." That's the beauty of LinkedIn too, right? Keeping all that shit active and and moving, even if those people aren't in your day to day. So that's that's really what it was to me. I think you know, it's like I always say, if I did it any earlier, I might not have had all the 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 life experiences of it to know how to do freelance. Um, There's exceptions to every rule. I know that. Yeah. But um. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's what
1: I. that's man, and, and look, I I didn't go that route, and and people often ask me like, sort of this same question of like, you know, what's the best process? And ultimately, like, I do sort of push that that sort of like the agency makes sense to me, and and the biggest reason I think is education, like from an outside perspective, just kind of looking at it and, and working around it. Like, yeah, I it, the sensible thing next step from like a classroom uh, would be that student agency, like you're going from like a teamwork collaborative like feedback learning, like, uh, yep. I think it's rare for a recent graduate to just start out as a freelancer. No graduate oh, yeah. is just like, no, I'm transformed into this professional butterfly, ready to take on the world. Like, no, you don't really know much yet. <laughs> That's always and, my uh, advice. Yeah. Yeah. And I, there's so much to learn. And I, I just think that studio agency life can be a really tremendous asset in in continuing that education or you're going to kind of like I did, like just learn the hard way and it, and it can be an expensive route and it can take longer. Um, um, so you'll likely, you know, you'll just likely not have to do that. Uh, if you can adapt, you know, from a your education from like a proper agency, um, And ultimately, that's going to serve you really well in your freelance game. And and speaking for me personally, like as Mm -hmm. I became more involved in this design community and working with, I mean, like I said, I've been hired to contract for agencies or working with other people from that world. Like I just quickly noticed, and this was a few years ago, like how, you know, the biggest difference between my work and like an agency, a professional agency that's taking on millions every year. Yeah. The biggest difference uh, between my work and theirs was like it didn't have anything to do with. The design, mm-hmm. you know? It all lived in the aspects that surround that. It was their process from start to finish, right? Like, it was how they discover their clients. How do they sell to them? Well, how do they set their deliverables? What do their contracts look like? How do they harbor those relationships and retain work? How do they structure their emails? Like, I became obsessed with, like, okay, the agencies are figuring it out because they're getting the good big clients. Why? And it's not just about, like, they, just, they don't design better than other no. people. But they certainly have just this, they they create, I think the biggest thing is they create a, a client experience. And that takes time from beginning and money. to yeah, and from beginning to from end. beginning to and end. You, and you nailed it's, it, even just like you huge. said, their
0: their email signature, their the consistency yeah. of everything in Dude, what they everything. do. yeah, it's
1: so methodically thought mm-hmm. out. Like you know, how much time, you, like we touched on that last course, how much work it takes on branding. Like yeah. you have to identify your customers and and your. your uh, they do all that, like they boil everything down. Everything's cohesive. It all makes sense, and so you know what really ter- the, the pivotal moment for me is like okay i'm going to adopt a lot of that i'm going to really see what's working Yeah, i structured a tremendous amount of my own process like through the scope of a larger agency and ultimately like you know i my rates have gone up like i get better client like i just things started happening a couple of years ago where it's just like okay mm-hmm. so for me having if i would have done that in the beginning it it seems like you can streamline a lot of this process through that route again maybe it doesn't work for you maybe Maybe I, I don't know, but but you were super observant. You were observant yeah. and saw
0: it and modeled it and said, you know, man, it'd be one thing if it was like a huge group of twenty is looking at one person going, how do we emulate that? It'd be impossible. But like, yeah, you can yeah. look at that team and go, oh, look at all those little signs of what they do. And I love it too when I get a, I'll get maybe a document or something from a client that came from some marketing agency or something that maybe they pitched yeah. and it didn't win. But like when you get exposure to a lot of that stuff, it's really smart to absorb it and look at it and go, okay, I'm the small little freelance guy. Here's what a big, yeah. here's how a big place ad- a tackled it. I, mean, I can learn yeah. so much from that. And a lot of this stuff's yeah. online. You can find proposals oh, dude, and there's pitch- some agencies yeah. that are really transparent. Yep, exactly. Um, so there's a great yeah. balance. If, if whatever side of this f- fence you're on, you can learn from the other side obviously, um, but mm-hmm. more important as an individual and a freelancer, I think that's going back to flexibility is maybe one of the, the pro there, that this ability mm-hmm. that if you want to change your entire dynamic tomorrow, you can. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Refresh the website. Oh, yeah. Refresh the the, uh, the approach, The all your, your collateral, um, your social media vo- voice and tone. You could do it all. The, you could change it. That takes them years to do. Yep, absolutely. So uh, That's a really good point. You know, I mean, like, um, and I think that's just more arsenal for us to kind of say, well, it's, it is us. It's that David and Goliath thing. So, like, we should have some advantages. There's a lot of disadvantages, but there's also a big advantages to being very small and nimble. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, and even beyond that, like, I would say... <laughs> I would recommend you know taking the route and then just doing both like you can do agency and freelance T- most people do unless
0: that, uh, some people can't you know what i mean like that that's true um, that is it, it can nowadays, be but especially I think, like, where you're at it, they you might have something <laughs> signed and i, I for years yeah. i had something signed and and finally when uh, through one of those uh acquisitions they did not, they did not they, did not they did not know to uh re <laughs> Sign that because the name of the uh, agency changed. <laughs> oh, really? So I'm like, I, I'm gonna <laughs> play. I'm gonna figure, f- play around a little with this freelance thing. This is awesome. So some yeah. people can't because it's like I, I get that. That's fair. But you nail it by That's saying, true. if you can, holy crap! What a great thing to do because um, I'm sure you know this too, or probably have a lot of examples. My best friend Steve, who we kind of went through school together, went through the same agency world. He's based in Las Vegas. Um, he you know, he finally just got to a point where he was like, damn, he goes, I I, I look at this and I see what you did and I want that. He, all the right reasons he wanted to do it and it took a little mm-hmm. time but he finally said, I, I, I'm doing it. it, it the, the, the clients kind of rolled in because of his experience and because of his referral yeah. and his network. All that good stuff happened. So there's like... There's so many people I know who are on the fence and are thinking about yeah. it. So, again, as much as you set yourself up for it, and we'll talk about that probably in the next episode or down the road, that's really how you're going to make or break it. Are you getting into this now that you know everything? Are you getting into it at yeah. the right time with the right finances and with the right all those other magic tools in your bag of tricks?
1: Yes. I mean, and also, like, if you are, again, at an agency that does allow it and you're considering it, like, transition to it slowly like that's the beauty of where you're at i think you're in the best position because you can dip your toe in that water right like you can uh uh take jobs on the side you can be choosy you can learn and and when things mess up or something goes bad like true you're not all out like um and when it comes to sort of like you to a point where your full-time job is starting to get into the way, right? Of the side work. Like maybe that's the time to take the plunge. Like yeah. You don't have to risk it all. Cause like I'm already, this can work fine. I'm doing it. Or maybe you're at a point where like you've learned all you can from your current role. Um, so I think that's, these are predicaments that freelance can help in. Um, and I think that's a luxury that if you're in that position, check it out. Yeah, like Do some freelance on the side, help offset your bills, you know, learn what it takes and it's something that you're interested or you can manage in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the people yeah. that have made the, there's so many good examples out there, people that have done that, but uh, the, these are people that grinded it so damn hard, man, to, to make it both work and to get your freelance business yeah. to overshadow or maybe even get equal to what your day-to-day nine to five is, is yeah. a, that's a hard task, man. That's a lot of time juggling yes. and it, it's, but it's, it's that investment too. And it's like, you're doing, you're investing it for yourself. And so yeah. if you really if you're in that zone and you really want to it's so worth it. It yeah. is so worth oh, it, yeah. you know. I, I think it's one of those things too. Uh, it's smart to say that like as tough and as challenging as it is, it's still t- something different every day. There's something new and refreshing to kind of tackle and do. You can change and be flexible on a moment's yeah. notice. Um, yeah. you know, my only fear is like that you get to a point that you're modeling so much what the agencies do that you're slowly become one of them. <laughs> you know, so like, <laughs> that's a great, that's a great problem to, to, to hope for. But like, you know what I mean? It's like, um, I have seen that where places have done so well as small businesses and created bigger teams and have become 20, 30 plus designers. And next thing you know, they are yeah. now that agency. So it's yes. kind of, unique that we're striving for that and that's what we all wanted to leave
1: (laughs) (laughs) but maybe you're at the head of it right Maybe you still have that full control and maybe these assets that you love about freelance kind of tie into that because i ultimately like i don't know if i that's ever going to be a dream of mine i do like the business side of things but most people i know that are sort of running those agencies they're not really pixel pushing anymore they're not designing they're overseeing they're directing and i didn't
0: that was that was my biggest talk about fear I, I was yeah. a good seven years of not even designing at that point. It was yeah, it, it yeah. Was leading and holy crap, getting back into it and seeing what everyone was doing. I was like,
1: ah! yeah. you're
0: but, like a nine year old hoving holding, holding is, like an iPhone. I'm like, what we, is this? Shit? But what what
1: an exciting shaking my cane at all the yeah. young. What an exciting
0: you know. thing though, isn't it? Like it's like truly, it's so neat. And and I but I never dropped off the boards, regardless. what I always still got something in there more to just keep the juices flowing and everything. But like, um, yeah, that's interesting. When people kind of like, you know, are, have taken in such responsibilities and doing all the other things and they're haven't, they're not even doing the design work anymore. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Good man. Well, I think we covered a ton there yeah that was, that was a
1: good conversation I I, I like this a lot
0: awesome yeah all right well that does it for this one we are putting together some really good guests down the road and <laughs> some other good topics I think our next one that we are going to go into is more about like the checklists and uh, what to do before and we'll yeah. be building that soon and um, well you'll just be able to listen to it right now <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> listen to us see we're, we're podcast we b- know how things work binge pros right here <laughs> all right sounds great we're man Cool, man all right i'll see you in the next episode bye
1: later